Well, welcome back uh, from, the, from the summer. It's nice to it's nice to start this uh, this uh, this kvius again. Wish everyone a, a good year. So the Gemara Masech the Sanhedrin comes in the pasuk in Parshas Zayis Habracha Torah Tzivalanu Moshe Marasha Kilos Yaakov that the Torah is uh, an inheritance uh, for Klal Yisrael. And the Gemara continues that it's a Marasha uh, for Klal Yisrael, but not for Bnei Noach. The Gemara derives a prohibition for Bnei Noach to learn a Torah because they're, they're infringing upon our unique inheritance that is designated for Klal Yisrael. Or alternatively, the Gemara Masech Psachim, the Gemara here in Sanhedrin, and Daphne and Tesem, references this Gemara, alludes to it, but the Gemara Masech Psachim, and Daphne and Tesem, uh, comments on the Pasuk, Al Tikre, Marasha El Urasa. Don't read it that it's an inheritance, but rather a betrothed, because we are betrothed uh, to the Torah. It's kind of a, a, a relationship that's compared to marriage. And therefore, the Gemara continues that uh, this is a, a most, you know, the marriage, of course, is supposed to be exclusive. And therefore, Ben Noach, who uh, begins to learn Torah, is uh, infringing upon our exclusive relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and that, of course, is objectionable as well. Uh, the Gemara asks, though, why doesn't this prohibition appear as part of the Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Noach, that he's prohibited from learning Torah? And the Gemara says because it's already included under two of the other headings. Either if it's a Marasha, an inheritance that's unique and designated for Klal Yisrael, then it's Gezel, it's tantamount to stealing if he'll uh, be involved in Torah. Um, because he's taking something which is designated for us, like taking something that doesn't belong to you. And if it's al-tikri marasha, al-murasa, that it's a relationship that's compared to marriage, which is exclusive between us and the Rebbeinu Shalalam, and he's uh, stepping in, he's, he's um, you know, infringing upon that. So more simple, then it's including Gilead Arias. So either it's included in one of the other two headings of the Shevim Mrs. Ben-Enoch, and therefore it doesn't appear independently. However, the Gemara at the end of the second line quotes a statement for Rabbi Meir that uh, Benoch is permitted to learn Torah. In fact, he's obligated to do so in order to uh, fulfill the Sheva Mitzvah Benoch properly. How do you know a Nachri who learns Torah, which is a striking language, is considered to be a Kohen Gadol? Because the Pesach says in Parshish, that which a person will perform the mitzvahs and live through them. Of course, live through the mitzvahs, not die through the mitzvahs. The mitzvahs themselves are a secret to life. Well, the you know, the mayor reasons that if it's necessary in order to live properly, so then why shouldn't Ben Noach be, uh, be be able to partake of that as well? He obviously does not subscribe to the well-known position of Rabbi Kiva Mesechlis Yevamis that Atem Kriyam Adam Ve'ein Akum Kriyam Adam. The Jews are considered to be Adam whenever the Torah uses that word, as opposed to Ben Noach, who are not considered Adam. Rabbi Meir assumes that everyone is considered Adam, and therefore Sheyo Saha Adam Vachaybahem. That, you, you, the, that the, the other is supposed to do in order to live through them includes not only uh, Jews, but includes non-Jews as well. And a Nachri who learns Torah is considered to be a Kohen Gadol. Sigmar resolves, that's only referring to the Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Noach, that, they are, that, they, you know, that, are, that are meant for them as well, that are prescribed for the B'nai Noach as well, but with regards to the other Mitzvahs of the Torah, that he's prohibited from learning. What, what, what is this language, Hareu Kekoyin Gadol? So Taisus, I didn't give it to you, but Taisus there interprets based on the Pesach and say for Mishlei, because the Pesach says, Yikara Himipninim, the Torah is more precious even than that which we got, you know, safeguard inside of enclosures, mipaninim, that which we keep enclosed. You know, you, you probably hide that which is re- very valuable. So Yakara he mipaninim, Torah is more valuable than that. So therefore, Taisa says that the Gemara derived that who's mipaninim, who's the one in Kali, so who enters lufnaivulufnim to the innermost chambers, the Kaingado, and Torah is more valuable than that. So therefore, the Gemara, you know, the Gemara extend, made the extension that if Torah is more valuable than that which is safeguarded, and the Jew that enters into the Kodesh HaKadosh Mipninim is a Kohen Gadol, that a non-Jew who learns Torah could even be greater than a Kohen Gadol.
It's perhaps the basis for a well-known statement of the Rambam. Most people overlook this point. The Rambam at the end of Shemitah V'yoyvo writes, V'loy Sheva Levi Bovad, not only Sheva Levi supported by the community because his whole life is spent serving the Rebbeinu Shalom, but call Echad Ve'echad Mikol Boy Ha'olam. Any individual who from any walk of life who decides to dedicate his life to the service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ha'rezen is Kadosh Kodesh Kadoshim. He can become Kodesh Kadoshim, the Holy of Holies. Now, the language of the Rambam is a little bit obtuse. What does he mean, mikol boy ha'olam? So one could have interpreted the Rambam, you could argue, but one could interpret the Rambam, mikol boy ha'olam even includes non-Jews as well. And even a non-Jew who learns Torah, ha'rezin is kadosh, kadosh kadoshim. He could even become kadosh kadoshim, an allusion, of course, to the kaingala who enters lifnai v'lifnim. So perhaps the source for this Rambam, that even a non-Jew who dedicates his life to the service of a Kodesh Baruch who could be Kodesh Kadoshim is based on this Gemara that Enoch Zoysik Batar is, uh, is, uh, is considered to be equivalent to the Kohen Gadol. Okay, but Enoch is prohibited from learning Torah um, with, uh, to the exclusion, of course, of the Shavu Mitzvah B'nai Noach, um, which he's permitted to learn, and it's for one of two reasons. Either because it's a unique inheritance which belongs to Klal Yisrael, if he infringes upon that, he's kind of taking something that doesn't belong to him, it's tantamount to Gezel, or because we have a relationship that's compared to marriage with the Torah, particularly my Rosh Murasa, and he's infringing upon that exclusive relationship. The two possibilities that are mentioned by the Gemara. The problem is, in this week's parsha, HaKadosh Baruch Hu instructs Noach, when he's bringing all the animals into the Teva, to bring seven kosher animals and two trefa animals. How is Noach supposed to know what's kosher, what's a kosher animal, what's a trefa animal? So it says Rashi, Hasida Leos Tahora. What does it mean? Kosher and trefa? These halachas weren't given yet. No, Noach had to learn what would be a kosher animal, will not be, uh, you know, what will be a trefa animal. Uh, and this comes to teach us, Lomanu Shalom at Noach Tahora. Noach learned Tahora. Now, of course, this is, this is something that perhaps we wouldn't have known without this Pasuk, but we know from other Rashis that even Noach's children certainly learned Tahora. They had the, the well known yeshiva, Shame Viever. So, obviously, they were learning Torah in Yeshiva Shem V'ever. We don't know what they were learning, but they were learning Torah. So, Noach also learned Torah. So, Frek the Maral there in the Gurariye, how could it be that Noach was learning Torah? He doesn't ask about Yeshiva Shem V'ever, but we could extend the question as well to Yeshiva Shem V'ever. How are they permitted to learn Torah? But uh, Nachri is prohibited from learning Torah. So, says the Maral, V'hada Amar, Goy Shalom HaTorah Chayim Misa, Hainu Akar Shenitna Torah Yisrael. That's only after the Torah was given to Klal Yisrael, Maimon Arsin and Parshas Yisrael. It's married to call Yisrael. It was permitted. It was only prohibited. But it permitted before Matan Torah. And I think the, the explanation is obvious for the Mara. Why should, why should we make this distinction? Is because the whole reason it's prohibited is because he's taking something that doesn't belong to him. He's infringing upon our exclusive relationship with the Rebunisham, whether it's compared to marriage or, 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 or so, you know, a monetary possession. But he's taking something that doesn't belong to him. But that's only once it was designated for Kali Yisrael. Maimon Arsini, prior to that, oh, so he's not taking anything that doesn't belong to him. He's not infringing about anybody else's relationship, and that would be permitted. That's how Noach, that's how Yeshem V'Eber were permitted to learn Torah. I believe that this uh, comment uh, is echoed by the Shulte Gibor, but somewhat a different direction, because he's teaching us, which this comes up all the time, let's say I'm going to teach a Goy Torah, not part of the Sheva Mitzvahs, but I'm only doing it in order to underscore, to highlight our unique relationship with the Rebbe which does not extend to the rest of the world. Therefore, write to Shilte Gibarim. Let's say uh, the, the, the person wants to teach a Ben Noach, he has a reason to teach a Ben Noach, Nevi'im Inksuvim. 
Nevi'im and Ksuvim, he says, has no Torah in the mitzvahs. We don't derive, uh, you know, generally derive Torah and mitzvahs from Sukim and Nevi'im and Ksuvim. And what is the whole purpose of Nevi'im and Ksuvim, if we can paint in a wide brush, generally speaking, is to speak about, is to, to teach us about the destiny of Kali, so the Yaman Ivchar. So that is not, says the Shalti Gibarim, I'm not teaching him Torah and mitzvahs, he's not infringing upon our exclusive relationship with the Rebunisham that he's trying to become part of it as well. That only is there to teach him about how we, Kali Yisrael, have an exclusive relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. So therefore, to, so, so therefore says the Shalti Gibarim, to teach him to be him would be permitted. We can read it inside, he says, It's mm-hmm. Tavu Yisrael. That's permitted. What does he see through Nevi'im and Ksuvim? How special Klal Yisrael is. The consolations that are given to Klal Yisrael. And that itself will teach him about how Klal Yisrael is unique. Or the... Extend that to Torah itself. A lot of Torah is not... It's just just a a history and things like that. How does that show how we're unique? Okay, so then maybe it would fit under the same heading. Or, or let's say the following, which, which comes up all the time. Um, I don't get asked this shy a lot, but we, we, people should be asking unless they already know this. But, but the, the Shagasari writes in the Torah Evan, says we find all the time, Amoram, Tanoim, we're debating non-Jews about matters of Torah. Rabbi Kiva has this whole debate with Tarnas Rupa Sarasha. The Ramban engaged in debates. How are you allowed to teach Torah to Goyim if you're engaged in debates? And th- that was, you know, the, the famous ones, but this occurs every day in the workplace. People ask us if a person is, ob- you know, is, is, uh, is open about his Jewishness. People are going to ask you. You become like, a, you know, a, a, a lamppost or, you know, like a, like a magnet for these kinds of questions. Are people going to ask questions about Yiddishkeit? How are you allowed to explain it to them? Aren't you teaching Torah to non-Jews? And we even had this on Sukkot itself, the famous Kash of the tour. Why are we keeping Sukkot, whether it's to remind us of the Sukkot that HaKadosh Baruch Hu uh, protected us with in our travels through the Midbar, was the Anani HaKavod. Either way, it began during Chodesh Nisan when we started our trek through the Midbar. Why are we celebrating Sukkot during Tishrei, says the tour, because if we'll do it during Nisan, no one's going to ask us about it. They'll think we're going outside because the weather is nice. We want to do it during Chodesh Tishrei, so the guy in Home Depot will ask us, what are all the Jews doing over here? And we'll have to explain to him it's because Hashem protected us in huts and our way out of the Midbar. And uh, how is this permitted? Aren't you explaining, uh, you know, teaching Torah to non-Jews? And the Turi Evan makes the point, Shagasari in his comments on Chagiga says, we see that this, that this occurred. And I believe that the answer is, so therefore he says it's permitted, but he doesn't explain why. I believe that the answer is because when it's so um, occasional, it's not a regular you know, a, a, you know, learning initiative. It's something that's here and there. We're just explaining to him why our relationship with the Rebunish home is so meaningful to us and why, how, you know, how we have such a special connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The whole purpose of teaching him about Sukkot is to show him how HaKadosh Baruch Hu took care of us in, you know, in the Midbar. Why do I do this? Why do I keep Shabbos? Why do I take off for Yom Tovim? It's because of the unique commitment that I have towards the Torah and the Mitzvot. So that's not that I'm teaching him Torah. I'm uh, perhaps deepening his understanding of our unique relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I think that all fits together with this morale, is that the purpose of the Easter is because he's infringing in our relationship. If I'm just explaining to him why we have such a unique relationship, it could be permitted. Yeah. Don't you make the deal of Shaosek and that Torah? We'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. Uh, uh, yeah. So you say, so therefore what? Ah, so you're saying we're again there, same idea. Chanukah two, Chanukah two. I'm showing him how we were saved by the Rebbeinu Shalom. Meaning, we beat you. That's a sukkah. Sukkah, sukkah, same idea. Yeah, but no, but Pesumenis is more obvious. Yeah, to the Jew, to not just opposed to a shot from the tour. You're saying this is already the whole perhaps basis of Pesumenis, maybe. Very good. Okay, same idea, same idea. Fine, but this comes up all the time. People ask about halachas. 
And uh, I think, right, it's similar to Pursu Manisa. If we're, we're putting it in the, the window, we're obviously asking him to ask about it. Yeah. yeah. At what point did a non-Jew, like Noah, right. become a Jew? Was, was, so was I, Avram, no, no, so, 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 so there's a debate whether the Avos had the status of Jews or non-Jews. No one argues that Noah and no, no. B'nai Noah had the status no, no, of Jews that, because no, no, I agree with that, we're I called B'nai Noah. I always assumed it was, it was Matan Torah that, that Changed it. No, many Avram, you know, Avram kept all the, you know, the yeah, Mishnah and Kiddushin. Yeah, but but yeah. but Chazal's opinion is that Avram kept all the Torah yeah, and the And then so they ask, how did he keep Torah mitzvahs? But he's not allowed to keep Shabbos. He's not allowed to learn to learn Torah. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. No, okay, 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 okay. But there, there's a big debate. Suffice it to say, there's a big debate whether Avram had the status as a Jew or not. No one debates the point with regards to Noah and Bnei Noah. Yeah, correct. Right. From, but, but let's leave Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov out of it, just so we don't have to deal with Ruby. But Noach and Bnei Noach, certainly no one is going to debate. We have, they're not of the status of Jews. But I think, I think that there's another answer over here as well. Huh? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I know, we know. Give a shit call about it. He knows many topics. He's a very knowledgeable individual. We're not, uh, we're not poking the bear. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> However, I believe that there's another answer over here to the Marsha, to the Maral's question. Maral asks, "How could it be that Noach learned Torah to know which was a kosher animal, which was a treif animal? He's not allowed to learn Torah." Uh, uh, so I think one could answer that this is perhaps an expanded view of a Sheva Mitzvah Ben Noach. Why is a guy permitted to learn Sheva Mitzvah Ben Noach? Because he has to know them in order to fulfill them. He's going to fulfill them. So any time a guy is given here was a hurrah show, a directive to Noach for a specific period of time to know what's a kosher animal, treif animal, to bring them onto the boat, how do you expect him to do that unless he's going to know what's a kosher animal, what's a treif animal? So that's similar then to the Sheva Mitzvah Ben Noach in that he was going to use it to fulfill a command of the Rebunna Shalom. So therefore, it was permitted for him to learn about it because he needed to know about it, how to fulfill the directives of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, therefore no different than the Sheva Mitzvah Ben Noach. One could take this to the extreme, as the Me'iri does, in formulating the following suggestion. The Me'iri says, in his comments in the Gemara Sanhedrin, that whenever a guy decides to learn Torah, beyond the Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Noach, and he does so having in mind to keep that mitzvah, tzitzah, some other mitzvah he plans on keeping, the Me'iri says he's permitted to do it. He's permitted to learn about it. The only time he's prohibited from learning about the Torah is when he doesn't plan on keeping it. That's why he's permitted to learn Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Noach, because he plans on keeping those mitzvahs. He has to. But any uh, other mitzvah, which he plans on keeping, even if it's beyond the Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Noach, the Me'iri argues that he's allowed, uh, he's allowed to do it. Huh? How do you deal with Shabbat and Misa? No, Shabbos perhaps is the exception to the rule. Shabbos might be the exception to the rule. He doesn't. He doesn't mention it. He has, but, he has to know what he can't keep. Shabbos, he doesn't get involved in, but any other mitzvah, yeah, that's the one carve-out, but he says any other mitzvah he wants to learn about if he plans on keeping it. Miri says it's permitted, and he says the whole reason, he says the whole reason they're not allowed to learn about the mitzvahs uh, beyond the Shabbos mitzvah Noach is because they're probably not going to keep them, and then what will happen? People will see them learning about them, they won't be keeping them kidasu kidin, people will think he's a Jew, and then they'll start following him, and that will lead them off the path of Torah and the mitzvahs. We'll read it inside. He says, oh yeah, look at the bracket of Os Aleph, 
This guy's learning, he doesn't plan on keeping a That's when it's prohibited. What will people think? They'll think he's a Jew. They see he knows. They're going to come to follow him. That's the concern. Therefore, says Meiri, if he wants to learn and he plans on keeping that mitzvah, pick one of the mitzvahs other than Shabbos, it would be permitted for him to learn about those those uh, those mitzvahs. We'll get to we'll get to it. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me one second. Huh? If a Jewish person does the same thing, Jewish people have to learn and have to keep. So, yeah, but if they the pick and choose. That's dangerous too, so correct? But we have no choice. We're stuck with those people. But these people, <laughs> but the Bnei Noel should not be learning. But his question is, maybe we shouldn't teach those people. We shouldn't. The Gemara says, this is a person who teaches a Talmud Shein Hogun, which means a person who doesn't have a mind to keep the Torah and the mitzvahs, is, uh, is a terrible thing. You're not supposed to have in your class people who don't plan on keeping the Torah and the mitzvahs. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Gemara Masech Lismachus. What kind of key does the guy have if he learns the mitzvahs? You just upended the Torah. Shogobah, but Shabbat Torah's ain't no he can fulfill any mitzvah, the Rambam says, as long as he doesn't cry and intend to create his own religion. It's a Rambam Minokas Malachim. So, there's no, no data that says Morasha, it's our Yerusha, and that we should protect it. As one second, to, give me one second. Give me one second. Okay. Give me one second. Give me one second. We punish one. Could you use this for, say, you have to educate, let's say, Goyim in order to allow us to keep our mitzvahs? Like in America, laws. You have to educate a judge, a non-Jewish judge, about Torah mitzvahs when there's a question of religious. Okay, so fine. But then he's not interested. He's yeah. interested in catering to the Jewish constituency, not because he wants to know. I think that would be like an occasional thing. Like I'm telling him how special we are. Like right. we already said. Yeah. Isn't it like a problem of like, oh, he's really from and he keeps like tits and fillin', but then he goes and he eats cheeseburgers and everything else. Right. Doesn't that mess it up? That's exactly what he's concerned about. So that concern was shared by the Yom Shloma. The Gemara says himself is Bavakama, famous comment of the Gemara. The Gemara says that once the Roman government sent uh, sent a, um, uh, a group of individuals to censor what it says in the Torah, they said to the Chachma Yisrael, teach us Torah. They taught it them once, twice, three times, and they liked it all except for one, you know, a double standard that uh, in Hilchus Nezikin, uh, that, uh, that if they gore our animal, they have to pay us. If we gore their animal, we don't have to pay them. It was uh, kind of offensive, so they said, you know what, maybe we're going to leave that out of our, uh, of our report. But that was the only thing that they didn't like. But they asked Titus, how are we allowed to tell? Are they allowed uh, to teach them Torah? A guy is prohibited from learning Torah. So Titus says, no, the answer is, is obvious. Their lives were in danger. I mean, they had no choice. This was an offer they couldn't refuse. They had to teach them Torah. Fine. So says the Yom Shoshomo, fine. I understand. If your life is in danger, Okay. But, you know, it has to be that a person's life is in danger. Let's say your whole job, be hired to teach Torah to non-Jews. It's prohibited. It's only permitted if it's there to save your life. But not if it's just your job to lecture about Torah to non-Jews. Then the Marashal uh, goes on a rant. And he says, it's terrible that there are Jews who are teaching Torah to non-Jews. And it's only going to confuse others because they're going to see non-Jews who are knowledgeable in Torah think that they're Jewish. And they're going to follow them off the cliff and not realize that, in fact, they were never Jewish in the first place. So he shares the concern of the Me'iri. He does not go as far as the Me'iri does. The Me'iri says, if the non-Jew plans on keeping uh, a mitzvah that he's not obligated to do so, then it's permitted for him to learn about it. That was the unique Kiddush of the Me'iri. But I believe, and not in his extreme formulation, but the Rambam seems to say almost the exact same thing. Not as far, but a little bit, the, you know, along the same path. The Raman was asked in the Tshuva, is it permitted to teach Torah uh, Shebechsav uh, to non-Jews? And the Rambam says it is permitted to teach to Christians and not to 
Muslims. Why? Muslims don't believe in the veracity of the Torah Shabbat so they don't believe it was given to Moshe at Har Sinai. So he says, they're not going to believe in what you teach them. You're prohibited from teaching it to them. He says, but a Christian who believes in the veracity, or I guess to a certain degree, believes in the veracity of the Torah Shabbat Sav, you know, what happened afterwards, they, uh, we, 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 dip, we diverge. But they believe that this was a divinely uh, given uh, you know, a, a book of laws to Moshe at Har Sinai. Um, so therefore, says the Ram, since they believe that it's true, you're allowed to teach it to them because they plan on fulfilling it. They plan, you know, they subscribe to it. And in fact, you might correct some of the misconceptions that they have from elsewhere. So the Ram says, Adarabah, that's something that is, uh, that, is, uh, that is advisable. Huh? Why do we care if they correct themselves or not? We don't need to be Megai them. So as long as they If he plans on fulfilling it, it sounds like it, it, it's a positive thing right. to correct his missing. You can teach them and then they will realize that they're wrong. They're wrong. Why, why do we need to get them to that realization? Yeah. It's not exactly the At least, it might not be a mitzvah, it might be permitted though. It might be permitted. It's not considered to be teaching Torah to non-Jews because he plans on fulfilling it. He believes in it. That's along the same lines of the Miri, not as far. Miri took that so far to say if he picks any, uh, you know, from the from the from the potpourri of mitzvahs, he picks one and decides he wants to make it. That's his, uh, you know, that's his, uh, that's his, that's his thing. He can even learn about it. He doesn't go that far, but he already says he can teach Torah to the Christians if they believe in it, that is true, and it might be correcting their misimpressions. What about the Gemara? The Gemara said, let's come back to the Gemara. The Gemara said, what's the whole reason that it's prohibited in the first place? Because it's infringing upon our unique inheritance, either our monetary possession of the Torah or our unique exclusive relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. So I believe that the Me'iri understood this Gemara differently than the way we've been explaining it until now. The Miri understood that, as many uh, have noted, that it's not a Yerusha. Torah is not our monetary possession to do with it as we please. It's a Morasha. It's, it's a heritage. It's there for us to preserve from one generation to the next. So therefore, it is only permitted uh, to be learned by those people who are committed to preserving it. But if a person is going to learn Torah and he's not committed to preserving it, he's prohibited from learning. Not because he's infringing on our relationship. The, the Rebecca of Emden already asked in the Gemara and Sanhedrin, how does it take away from me? How does it, how does it minimize my portion in Torah that someone else is learning? Mm-hmm. Just because someone else is learning? That inf- how does that infringe upon me? He wants to have a relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. I want to have a relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. In fact, the Ramam says it's advisable. If I love Hashem so much, I should spread that love to others. That's the way I should go about it. You know, this should be my attitude. It's not something that I want to keep to myself. So why, why, why are we bothered that Ben Noach wants to learn Torah? So I believe that the Meiri believe, uh, you know, uh, understood that it's because he's not committed to preserving the Morasha. Or the same uh, you know, thing could be extended to a marital relationship. There are benefits of the marriage, but there's also responsibilities of the marriage. So a person's going to come and he wants to have a relationship with the Torah. That's our relationship with a marriage. But a marriage is a two-way street. We enjoy learning Torah, but at the same time, we have a responsibility to keep the mitzvahs that which we learn. The Nachri wants to learn, but he doesn't plan on keeping it. So that's, that, uh, that, that, that's the tantamount to Gili Arias in the sense that he's enjoying the benefits of the marriage without the responsibilities of the marriage. So it's, that's why it's compared to Gili Arayas. So if that's the case, therefore the Me'iri argued, let's say he is committed to preserving the heritage. He does plan on keeping it. It's not Gile Arayas and it's not Gezel, and it might even be, uh, you know, it would be permitted for him to learn any one of the other mitzvahs if he plans on keeping it. So a Jew is not religious. It sounds like he's also in Torah. No. He is. We're not, we're not no, permitted to teach him. There's no interest in keeping the mitzvah. He's also the one time that logic. No, the mitzvah still applies to him. No, no. He doesn't want to keep... Oh, he should not be learning. He's learning Lakanta. Correct. Correct. So a non. Why don't know why that's a Kiddush? It's a Sivan Shulchan Aruch. Teaching a reformed Jew would be Asa. 
No, I plan to be Makarov. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Okay. I have the long it's, game. It, I mean, it doesn't work that way though. But okay. Oh, you never know. You never know. You never know. I understand, but, uh, but I have a mitzvah to be Makarov. I don't have a mitzvah, as I pointed out, to be Makarov. The the, the Ben yeah, Noach. I understand. Well, you're right. If there's a person who says, no, 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 no what happens? Pigs will fly. I'm not keeping this. Excuse me. The, the Yushami says, whoever learns and doesn't have a mind to keep, right. no, nivra. Okay. that it never would have been created. So, okay. uh, absolutely, it's prohibited to learn if a person doesn't plan on keeping that which he no, plans on uh, learning about. It's prohibited to teach him. He's a Talmud Shadow Hogan. It's prohibited for him to learn. Okay. You're not allowed to learn if you don't plan on keeping it. Yeah, yeah, it works. It works. It's absolutely consistent. Yeah. That's a great question, wow. but but it's really it's going to take us far off field. Uh, no, no, because of teaching Torah to non-Jews. Yeah. No, because yeah, you're making the Torah available to non-Jews. That was well, German. I don't. Th- I think it'd be ter- you could you could interpret it that way. I, I would not have interpreted really? that way. Uh, no, it's because it couldn't be explained. When something is translated, and it's going to take us far off field, but when something is translated, you can't, it loses a lot of the depth of its meaning. Right? When it's in its original, so then there's lots of layers of meaning. When you take it and translate it, the article translation only has one level of meaning. The Torah in its original has many layers. So by, uh, by minimizing, you took it and you took one explanation and minimized it. That's why the article has footnotes to try and give you... You know, understand. there's other ways of understanding this. You know, and then yeah, that's why you're, not tra- you're not teaching it. That's why there are footnotes there. That's why they had seventy. Seventy footnotes. Uh-huh. When he translated the Torah, they did seventy uh-huh. translations. Seventy because of the seventy possible. Oh, interesting the, uh, idea, right? Yeah, but that's uh, that was always the argument against translations. Not because I mean, the, we're, there are those who are going to say what you're saying. I, I don't think that's we have to say that that's why it was such a black day. It's because it was. Um, there's a lot more we could say about it, but it's because the interpretations were separated from the literal meaning. Okay. And that's, that, that's really well, the, uh, the black we thing. We wrote the Torah in Shivam Lashem when we came to it. We'll get to it, we'll get to it, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. Give me one second, my God. Okay, okay so the Gemara says, though, I believe that these two perspectives are really the basis for another two perspectives Tosis has in the Gemara Masech the Chagiga. Look, the Gemara says in Chagiga, you give him an aleph. Ain moish in divrei Torah l'nochri. You're not allowed. Not only is the nochri prohibited from, uh, from, from learning, that was the Gemara in Sanhedrin, we're not permitted to teach him, as the post says, Magid Varv liyakov, chukov mishpat of Yisrael. That Kadosh uh, Baruch taught Chukim and Mishpatim with Yisrael, Lo Yaseh Chayn Lo Chogoy, but he did not do so for the Bnei Noach or Mishpatim Bal Yidom, and therefore they are they are ignorant of his Mishpatim. So you see that you're not allowed to teach, just like Hashem didn't teach the Bnei Noach, we should not teach the Bnei Noach uh, either. So it's pro- it's prohibited. So as Tzitzis, why do I need a separate prohibition that I'm not allowed to teach Torah to Bnei, to Bnei Noach? They're not allowed to learn themselves, and I'm prohibited generally speaking, uh, from, uh, from encouraging him or enabling him to violate one of his isurim. It's lift evil or sitain mechshol. I just think I'm not allowed to give him, uh, you know, Aver uh, Menachai, I'm not allowed to give him uh, Torah, it's lift evil. So Tarsus says, well, maybe we're talking about the Sheva Mitzvah Ben Noach. says, Tarsus, no, that can't be. He has to learn those things. Look over here, the second line, v'chitema, v'sheva Mitzvah did who? Even though he's permitted to learn them, I can't teach him. If he learns them, since they have to learn about it, they have to keep it. There's a mitzvah to teach them. This is a basis for the, you know, the, the Lubavitcher Rebbe felt. We have a mitzvah, a role, as our Lagayim, to teach the Sheva Mitzvah to the Gentile society around us. Not everyone embraced that, you know, but there's other ways of teaching them than overtly publicizing the, you know, the Sheva Mitzvah Noach. 
you know, maybe as role models in, in terms of embodying the Sheva Mitzvah Ben Enoch, we should teach it to them. But generally speaking, I don't know if we have to you know, go out and proselytize, you know, but there's a mitzvah to teach Sheva Mitzvah Ben Enoch either through modeling good behavior or through overtly teaching them about the Sheva Mitzvah Ben Enoch. So it can't be that that's what the Gemara and Chagiga is referring to. So therefore, says Tarsi, it's not lift the evil of Mishra because I'm not enabling him to do it. There was someone else who could have taught him without me. There's no lift naiver because I'm not enabled. Lift naiver is only if it's tray of a dinar. He can't reach it because it's on the other side of the river, the Aver Menachai, and I hand it to him. But if Aver Menachai is available to him and I, uh, and I hand it to him, there's no lift naiver there because he could have reached for it himself. But why is it so, only lift naiver? I mean, I'm doing the Maisa there. I'm, by teaching, I'm, doing, I'm participating in that there. It's not just lift naiver. He's not allowed to learn. I can teach. I'm giving him the Morosha. I'm giving him that's away. Lifna, that's that's lifna lifna lifna. Lifna. That's that's the flavor. So Taisa says, yeah, it's only... No, 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 no. It's not a two-way when street. You're teaching, when you're teaching someone who, who's not connected to God at all, Correct. the mitzvahs, are you not teaching them the Tameha mitzvahs? You we'll get to your point also. Well, give me a second, so Tameha mitzvahs. They're not doing it because of, they want to fulfill their relationship with God. And they're commanded to I'm not, I'm, I don't, I'm not, I'm, it's not my job to figure out what their rationale is. I understand, but they're not even, it, they're almost disconnected entirely from the God piece, from the, from, from, from the important piece. It's a t- they're, they're doing it for the other reasons. You're talking about a modern Gentile, but this is just talking about, these were godly, you know, people who were religious people. The, the, the whole concept didn't exist of non, you know. Of secular. Yeah, right. These are religious people in different religion. Yeah. Isn't it one sheet is not no, if naiva for sure exists for a guy, no, no doubt. You're not allowed to hand Eber Menachai Gemara and uh, Sorry, you're not allowed to hand Eber Menachai to a guy. Uh, so Tysus says it's talking about where there's no lift naiva, I'm still prohibited from teaching. So now Tysus here is teaching us something really, really important. Tysus is saying, even though he's prohibited from learning, there's a separate and distinct easer for me to teach him. That's perhaps why the Gemara uses the language of Ein Moisrin Divretaro Lenachri. I can't include him in the Shalshalas Hamasaira of tradition that's passed from Moshe to Yeshua, Tanshek Nesagdala. I'm not allowed to include a non Jew in that chain of the Messira because, again, this is something that's unique that is reserved specifically for Klau Yisrael. Interestingly, the Rambam never brings this Easter at all, and neither does the, um, neither does the Shulchan Aruch. It's not found anywhere. In our uh, the, the, those who codified halacha, all that is found is a guy is prohibited from learning Torah. It never says anywhere that we are prohibited from teaching them as a separate and distinct principle, which is interesting. So the Minchasinok suggests, according to the Rambam, there is no separate and distinct iser. The only reason I'm not allowed to teach him is because he's not allowed to learn. And the assumption is, says the Minchasinok, that that's because he's not going to uh, fulfill that which he learns about. But if he will actually fulfill that which he learns about, and the Ramah already brought that halacha, you're not allowed to teach Torah to a person who doesn't plan on fulfilling that which he's going to learn about. Uh, you know, halome, shalom, and aslakayim is a terrible thing. And it's a Talmud Shein O'Hagan. You're not allowed to teach him. So the Ramah understood this is no different than that. It's only because he's not going to keep the halachas. But if he would keep them, then the Ramam understood it is permitted to teach him. Just like the Me'iri, just like the Ramam already told us that uh, a Christian is allowed to learn about halachas even though he doesn't, you know, uh, uh, because he believes that the Torah Shabbat is true, even though it's not included necessarily in the formal Sheva Mitzvah Ben Enoch. So that's why perhaps the Ramam might disagree with Tos. So as Tos said, there's a separate principle aside from the fact that he can't learn, I can't teach him. I can't include him in the Shalshel Samasaira. The Ramam says no. That, that perhaps the only uh, problem over here is not because he's infringing upon our unique relationship, it's because he doesn't plan on fulfilling it. He's not committed to preserving it. But if he is, it might be permitted. And this is highlighted in the extreme by a Tosfos that we don't have, but the Bach quotes in Masech Chagiga. Over here, uh, uh, he quotes it from the Ein Yaakov. 
He says that in Yaakov revived that opinion that was rejected by Taisvis. What is the Gemara Masechus Chagiga referring to? That I'm not allowed to teach a Ben Noach Torah is talking about Sheva Mitzvah Ben Noach. What? But the Gemara said in Sanhedrin, he, he can learn about them. He has to fulfill those mitzvahs. How could it be I'm prohibited from teaching him? So the Achreinim explained the Bach based on the Gemara Masechus the Gemara comments in the passing in Chabakuk that Omar Vayimaydet Eretz, a Kaddish Baruch who got up and he measured the land, and then he was Matar the Goyim. He permitted them. What did he permit them to do? Says the Gemara, he permitted to them the Sheva Mitzvah B'nei He saw they're not keeping it, so he said, forget it. You don't care. I don't care. And the Kaddish Baruch Hu said, forget about the Sheva Mitzvah B'nei Noach. The Gemara says, what? They don't have to keep the Sheva Mitzvah B'nei Noach anymore? Sigmar says, no, then now they get reward like an Eno Mitzvah Viyosa, like a person who's not commanded and volunteers, not like a person who's obligated to do it. The Gemara says the person who's obligated to do something gets more reward than one who volunteers because he has the burden of fulfilling it as opposed to a person who volunteers that it's still fun. So a person who has a burden, he gets more reward. Hashem said, now you no longer get reward like a person who has the burden, you get reward like a person who's volunteering. So Kodesh Baruch Hu was mocked to them because he saw they weren't committed to it. So therefore, perhaps the Taisus that's quoted here by the Agoyz Habach felt, therefore, we can't even teach them the Shavim Mitzvah anymore. You know why? They're not committed to doing it. Since they're not committed to doing it, we can't teach it to them any longer. That was the, uh, and the whole reason that you're prohibited from teaching Shavim Mitzvah B'nai Noach, uh, the whole reason you're permitted, prohibited from teaching Torah to Goyim even beyond the Shavim Mitzvah Noach is because they don't plan on doing it. If they would plan on doing it, they were committed to doing it, then it would be permitted. And therefore, the, the, the pendulum could swing the other direction. If they're not committed to keeping the Shev Mitzvah I might not even be able to teach them that, uh, teach them that either. The Marsha has a different Torah to this Taisus Kasha. Again, Taisus says, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, a guy can't learn Torah. Um, beyond the Shev Mitzvah Then the Gemara says in Chagiga, I can't teach him. Well, if he can't learn, obviously I can't teach him. It's Lufnei Iver to do so. I said, no, this is a separate and distinct principle. Even though there's no Lifnei there, I shouldn't include him in the Shoshel HaMesorah. The Marsha in that Gemara says, no, this is referring to Tamei HaMitzvahs. That's why the Gemara says, You're not allowed to pass it on to them. What does he need me to pass on? Not the basic mitzvah, Sheva Mitzvahs B'nei Noach, but even though he's permitted to learn about the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nei Noach, I can't teach him the reasons for the mitzvahs. And he claims he's meduik in the pasuk because the pasuk says Magid Varv Yaakov, Chukav Umishpatav Li Yisrael. Hashem taught us Chukim Umishpatim, but to the goyim Mishpatim Baal Yedaum. Chukim they know. Shemim Mitzvah Ben Enoch they have to keep as Chukim as statutes. They don't get to know Mishpatim. They don't get to know the reasons for it. Later, Sfarim Ed Well Yasechein L'Chol Goy Chein is Gematria seventy Gematria Soid. The Soid of the mitzvahs that they don't know. The, the basics of the mitzvahs that they are permitted to know. Yeah. We don't get to teach them the... You don't know the reasons for Mishpatim, you do. Right. Well, we can guess the reasons. No, it's for the opposite. No. These have logical principles behind them, but there's, but there's layers beneath. What I'm saying is they're not Fukim. There are layers beneath the ethical... One second, one second. We all agree that there's ethical principles here which come innately to human beings. Right. But there's more than that, too. You can't teach them that which is more than that. Oh. You understand? Yeah. Right, so, yeah, right. Yeah, we don't know the reasons, really. But we, can, I mean, we can't teach them like what the, Midchus, what the Sefer Kingdom says. The yeah, there's a pill pull about it. That you can't teach them. Now, that, I think, that, that I think limits tremendously what they were learning in Yeshiva Shem V'yever. Okay, so the, what were they learning then, so, so spending so much time learning? According to the Marashah, you can't learn the Sheva Mitzvah B'nei Noach B'iyun. 
They can only learn about the details as Pirtei Pratim. They're not allowed to learn about the Sheva Mitzvahs Ben Enoch Be'iyun, only kind of like uh, superficially. On ethics, okay, that's uh, that's what Ruby was saying. Shame is and Torah anyway. Yeah. So then somehow, pre is permitted. Somehow, even pre is not permitted. How are they allowed to learn What? That's what we started with. That's what we started with. So said it's only once it was given to us. Uh, then they're infringing on our relationship. But we suggested that perhaps because they were planning on keeping it, even when you're planning on keeping it, it's you know it's uh, uh, you could even learn any mitzvah. Those are the two approaches we had. However, the Marashah is saying, even if they plan on keeping it, the Sheva Mitzvah they know if they plan on keeping, you still can't learn it with the, with the intricacies, with the depth. Why not? They plan on keeping it. Why can't they learn it with the intricacies and with the depth? And I believe what the Marashah is teaching us is, a, is, a, is back to the other approach. Not like the Mi'iri. The Mi'iri told us the reason they can't learn about it is they don't plan on keeping it. If they plan on keeping it, it's permitted even beyond the Sheva Mitzvah Ben Enoch. And we could take it to the other extreme, but they don't plan on keeping the Sheva Mitzvah Ben Enoch. They can't even learn about that. No, the Marsha is back to the other approach. That, no, the traditional approach is because they're infringing on our relationship. Where is our relationship with Rebona Shalom? In the superficiality of preserving mitzvahs? No. Our unique relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu is on the Tameh HaMitzvahs, the Sodeh HaMitzvahs, the Pilpulah Shaltaira. That's where our unique relationship with the Rebona Shalom is manifest. So therefore, even if a Benoah can learn about the Sheva Mitzvahs of Benoah, says the Marsha, he can't be involved in the Sodeh HaMitzvahs, the Tameh HaMitzvahs, that's already our territory. That's reserved for us. Tame Amitsus and Sodeh Amitsus, yes. Yeah, yeah. I would think that the Tame Amitsus are really the superficial aspect. I'm not that mystical, so for me they're all the same. Okay. Yeah. You could say one is uh, Kabbalah, one is more rational reasons, but, for, but I, I think that there is overlap. I think the ethical, uh, you know, the, the human ethics part component is, you're right, that's open to everyone. But no, the I, deeper I, aspects of it. The deep aspect of all mitzvah is just the same. You're doing it because God commanded you to do it. If right. you're doing it because God commanded you to do it, then that's the sowed. And the reasons are superficial. All right, we're getting involved in Machos about Torah Lishma and this, I don't know. I think that that's the reason uh, for, for another uh, distinction. The Maritz uh, gives a different tarot to this Gibara. Schius writes in his comments in Masech Tzachigiga, and that's already the Nitziv has it in the Chuvas Meshiv Davar, that a non Jew is permitted to learn Torah Shabbat Even though he's only permitted to learn Shabbat Shabbat that is not limited to Shabbat Shabbat Torah Shabbat is permitted to them as well. It's only Torah Shabbat Peh which is prohibited. And the Nitziv brought a raya, as I mentioned earlier, from the Posting and Parashas Dvarim, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded Moshe Rabbeinu to translate the Torah into 70 languages. What's he translating into 70 languages? For, for the Jews? The Jews didn't speak 70 languages. Must have been for the non-Jews. The non-Jews are permitted to know Torah Shabbat Now, you could have gotten out of that, because I think HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Chedush Arim suggests HaKadosh Baruch Hu instructed them to translate the 70 languages, because it will be throughout the Golos, will be exposed to different languages, and don't think that there's a situation, a society which is beyond the scope of what the Torah had in mind when it was given. The Torah included the entire panorama of the Jewish experience with all 70 languages we might find ourselves exposed to. The Torah can, you know, can, can stim with every society. All the Goyim might mean not teaching them Torah. We embody godliness. That's probably what I think, you know, in its most basic form. Anyway, so the Nitzv brought a raya from there. I don't know if it's a great raya, but the Nitziv suggests that Torah Shabbat is permitted to be taught to all of the, you know, all of humanity. It's only Torah Shabbat is reserved for Jews. Where would that come from? Uh, so I believe it comes from the Gemara Masechtas Gittin. The Gemara says in Masechtas Gittin over here, Ois Tes, that the low cup coming through the Pesach of Parshas Kisisa, Ki Al Pi Advarim Ha'Ela Karati Yitzchak Bris V'Yaz Yisrael. Kadosh Baruch Hu established his Bris with Kali Yisrael primarily based on the Torah Shabbat Peh. 
That was unique to us. The Beis Halevi makes the point in his drushes. Tarshavich Sav is printed and available to everyone. It's in every desk drawer of every motel throughout the, you know, the, the United States. That's open to everyone. There's no restricted access to the Tarshavich Sav. That's not what uh, binds us to, uh, uniquely to the Rebunah Shalom. It's the Tarshavich Sav. That's why Yeshiva is primarily focused to the, to, 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 to the, almost to the neglect of the Tarshavich Sav, which is wrong. But we focus primarily on Tarshavich Sav because that's where we have our unique relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why, if you take that perspective on this Easter of a guy learning Torah, it's not because he won't keep that which he's learning. It's because it's infringing in our unique relationship with the Rebona Shalom that it makes sense to argue that it's limited to Tarsha Bel Peh, not, uh, would not extend to Tarsha Bel It's if it's because he won't fulfill that which he's learning, then it might, uh, you know, then, uh, then he, perhaps he shouldn't be learning Tarsha Bel Peh if it uh, relates to those mitzvahs he doesn't plan on keeping. Um, isn't the Shev Mrs. Basically, Tarsh Bal Peh, because there's no mention in the Chumash of the Shev Mitzvahs and the Machlokas anyway. Well, Sirsach is not mentioned? N- not as. Not as related. Really, really. no, no, no. There's, no, there's no list of Shev Mitzvahs uh-huh. in the Chumash at all, zero. It's all Tarsh Bal Peh anyway. And, and not only that, there's a Machlokas. What the seven items are, and the Chazal can even agree on that. I, okay. So, interesting how is that not all Tarsh Bal Peh? Rav Moshe discusses, though, over here at the end, uh, an important shadow comes up all the time, and that is if I'm speaking to mixed audiences. Let's say I'm speaking to mixed audiences. Uh, Rav Moshe was discussing a man comes home uh, to visit his parents for Pesach, and they invited a non-Jew to be at the Seder. He wants to discuss to translate the Haggadah. Is that permitted or a violation of teaching Torah to non-Jews? Or uh, I once had this in my shir, I think a little right after you, of a boy in my shir who, you know, who didn't have a particularly Jewish name, I didn't think about it, at the end of his tenure in my shir, he was graduating, so the Manal and I were going over, how did this boy do? He said, by the way, did you find out if he was Jewish? <laughs> I said, you might have wanted to like, let me know about that when we started. I'm like, how am I supposed to know? So what does that mean? I was, te- I was teaching the guy, <laughs> he, did, he did quite well. So I was teaching him Torah, on the, I don't know what that says about me, but he was teaching, he, you know, I was teaching Torah to, 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 to what it stands, you know, a non-Jew in the class. Or you could have it in a school, which, you know, you shouldn't have non-Jews in the school. Uh, you know, if a person who's just the father is Jewish or had a conservative conversion, where Moshe writes very strongly, and the Igor's Moshe should not be allowed and permitted in the school because people will assume he's Jewish by virtue of the fact that he was in a Jewish school. But uh, they're, they're in a class here. You're, you're teaching a group of people who are, some are Jews, some are non-Jews. Or, I, you know, I was asked once to give, a, I'm sure it happens all the time, a continuing learning, uh, you know, part of some continuing learning in a law firm, and we're discussing some Jewish prudence issue. It relates to halach, and I was asked to give the halachic perspective. I hope I came to teach the Jews, but, you know, there might have been non-Jews present in the audience. So is this, uh, is this permitted or not? So Abayusha writes in the Igris Moshe, he believes the only time it's prohibited to teach Torah to a non-Jew is if that's your intention. If my intention is to teach Torah to Jews, and there happens to be a non-Jew in the audience... I don't have to be concerned with that. It's not lifnei iver loisite mirsho. And he brings a raya because Gemara says in Masech the Sukkah tevi avdoi that there was a tevi who was the evid of Ramagam Leo used to hide underneath the table and therefore it became a great time. You know he, be, he knew halacha. In the end he freed him and he became a Jew and he was mashed from the minion as we know we, we all know that story. But tevi avdoi was learning even though he wasn't Jewish fully was learning underneath the table. How were they allowed to discuss halacha if tevi avdoi was hiding underneath the table and they knew that he was there? So says Ramayish, it's only pro- prohibited if that's your intention. If it's not your intention, my intention is to speak to the Jews. There happen to be non-Jews here too, who, you know, who might be listening. Then, uh, then, then Ramayish claims it's, it's permitted. It's not lift naiver unless, you know, if I do something that's permitted, 
and Ananju comes and does something, I sell frying pans, and Ananju comes, or you know, anybody comes and kills somebody with a frying pan, I'm not over Lifnei Iver, because I sold him the frying pan. I sold something that's permitted, a guy did an Easter with something that I sold him that was permitted. We've discussed in other contexts about invitations to people for Shabbos, uh, who I think might drive. If I give him the opportunity to stay for Shabbos, I'm doing something mutter, and you decide to do an Easter with it, and drive on Shabbos, that's up to you, that's not that, that you can't pin that on me. If, though, I'm asked to speak uh, the Sri Dayesh discusses this. And he says something unusual. Sri Dayesh says, you can only speak about topics you don't think that they're going to keep. I would have said, well, <laughs> it's, it's, only if it's theoretical. I would have said, if it's theoretical, that's the things you can't speak about. But anyway, he says, only if it's theoretical is permitted. And he says that he thinks if you're, uh, you know, discusses what about speaking, you know, he's asked a lecture in a university where I don't think anybody was Jewish. So this, this point I do agree with. He says, if you're speaking about matters of general Jewish prudence, that there's overlap between Dine Bnei Noach, and Dina Yisrael, so then uh, perhaps uh, perhaps that can be mutter too, because I'm teaching them about the Sheva Mitzvah Ben Enoch. If not the Tamei Mitzvah, just perhaps the parameters and how, how far things, uh, things can extend. But, uh, but, but if that's not my intention, then it's permitted. That's what Rabbi Moshe said, to translate books into English too. I'm doing something that's permitted. A guy comes and he does an Isser with it, a Nach revises it. There were Nachim who had subscriptions to the Art Scroll shots as it was coming out. But we're doing something that's permitted. Uh, they, they decide to do an Isser with it. That's, uh, that's not necessarily relevant to me. But one last comment is, which I think is very relevant to us, of course, this halacha comes up all the time, but it underscores the fact that we are married to the Torah. This is a heritage that we have to preserve, but we also have a relationship as compared to marriage. Many of the uh, of the minhagim uh, by marriage, the halachas Kitanos writes, comes from Kalei experience of Maimed Arsinai. First, we left Mitzrayim with Bezos Mitzrayim. Hashem gave us, uh, gave us uh, possessions on our way out of Mitzrayim. That's why we give the Kala a ring. And the Sefer Afla adds that afterwards, the Kaddish Baruch Hu brought us to Arsinai, and it was Kafaleim Har Kigigis. He picked the mountain up over their head and gave them the ultimatum whether or not to accept the Torah. That was the Chuppah. That's the model that we have. That we also, the Chassan and Kala stand underneath, uh, underneath the Chuppah. The Luchais, Kaddish Baruch Hu gave us at that time, was the Ksuba. Then the Kaddish Baruch Hu gave us a written document, and we give the Kala a written document. And there's many other parallels between this. That's why Kaliso, Rabbeinu Bach, and the Maral say that's why Kaliso stayed around Harsinai for a year with Shana Rishaina. That's why this is Almanaz, that's why we don't say Tachnun uh, after Shavuos for seven days, it's Sheva Brachas. I believe we mentioned that Simchas Torah, that in Simchas Torah also we renew our vows uh, to the Rebbe Shalom, so to speak. That's why we have, uh, we mentioned, that's why we have a Chassin Torah, Chassin Brachas. We're renewing the fact that we're committed to learning the Torah. We have another, at least in the Shtiva, we have another seven days where we don't say Tachnun, also re- representing uh, Sheva Brachas. However, Rabbi Chaim Palaji adds, he says, that's why we do Hakafis around the Torah seven times. Like the Kala walks around the Chassan seven times. You know the old joke. The Kala's walking around the Chassan seven times. So as he's walking around, he says, Zeh kaparasi, zeh chalifasi. <laughs> so Masada Kiddushin said, What are you doing? It's not a chicken, it's a Kala. So he says, You're right. Oh, Zeh chalifasi, zeh kaparasi. Anyway, I kiss him. I said, But this, uh, we have the same experience on the Simchus Torah and Shavuos because we should recognize we don't just learn Torah, we're committed to preserving the Torah, the Torah and the mitzvahs, to fulfilling that which we learn about, but also that we have a kind of marital relationship with the Torah, and that's the, that's the kind of devotion that we're supposed to have to leave in our Torah. Okay.